That movie sucked. I kind of liked it. Movie Night Crew Network. Rotten cabbages? What kind of slum do you think this is? What's up, potheads? It's me, your host, Christina. Welcome to the restricted section. No, we're not in Hogwarts. It's like a metaphor. Do you get it? Like, we're raunchy, and we get drunk, and we make sex jokes, and we have an all-spoilers-all-the-time policy, so, you know, it's like the restricted section. I've been told that explaining jokes makes them funnier. If you've ever wondered how the Marauders map actually works, if you've ever thought that maybe Snape sometimes wears jeans, if you've ever thought that Draco and Harry are for sure in love, I mean, they're for sure in love. If you've ever had a hard time deciding who you'd rather bang, Bill or Charlie, obviously Charlie, then this podcast is for you. You don't even have to do the reading, we'll do it for you. Catch the Restricted Section every Wednesday wherever you get your podcasts and find us online at Restricted Section Pod. Well, I'm Zach. Oh, no, no, I'm <laughs> And not. I'm Alex. I'm Alex. And I'm Zach. And this is My Cabbages! An Avatar podcast. At long last, we are back, friends. We're here to review this episode. We are going to get straight to it, and because this episode, like, our time is, well, our time is valuable, way more valuable than this episode, except for maybe, like, a five-minute clip, but we're not, this, well, we're not going to spoil it, we're just going to get straight uh, to it, because we have lots of boxes to unpack. <laughs> and uh, lots of things to do. And I'm sorry, the episode's uh, we can change late. It's a bit hard moving, and there's lots going on. To um, give you an idea of the mental bandwidth that I've had over the past two weeks, yes, we're in Maryland. We're safe. Thank you to all of our friends and amazing family who assisted us in this process. It has been long. It has been arduous, but we made it. We but are here. We're, we're, we've we've changed locations. We are now here in the lovely city of Baltimore. To to put to put it like John Mulaney, we have moved to the secondary location. All hope is lost. You're not getting me to no secondary location. You want it? Go get it. We will not. Our bodies won't even be recovered. <gasps> well, on Sunday when I was working and Zach was adamant. Uh, I wasn't working. I was. Uh, I went to the store. Was getting ready to have uh, friends over. Let that sink in. I was at the store getting ready to have friends over. Oh, drink it in for the first time on this a, a world first on this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We started this podcast right at the the chef's kiss. Oh, baby, start of the pandemic. I forgot that this is probably the first time that we are talking about having physical human beings over at our house on or not on the oh at our house we've had we've enjoyed our time with our other friends uh emily and matt but uh we have certainly not hosted yes a group of people so we were all vaccinated we're outside it was a wonderful memorial day we hope you had the same but in preparation for it zach was trying to unpack find things to record pod and I'll let you tell the story, babe. This, uh, we'll keep it brief so we can jump right into the episode. But 
Uh, basically, I spent like a good hour and change uh, hunting around our room and the um and the porch and all the places where boxes live at the moment, and there are several. Um, and none of the boxes I opened had these microphones in them. And I was like, what the heck's going on? So I eventually decided they must be in the storage unit. He this is like, such an... He un- was like Sokka hunting for clues in the Avatar Day episode. This is a profoundly uninteresting story, I'm realizing as I'm telling it. But hey. we... <laughs> I go to the storage unit. It's not there. I come back. It turns out we unpacked it the week before we actually moved. We came here to deliver packages. And while we were here, we unpacked it. And I had forgotten... And it was right there, staring me right in the face when I got home. To put it plainly, uh, and to quote one of the greatest movies of the past five years. I am so tired. Yeah, but I'm also, as we're recording, B, and another thing that has escaped us, because my ability to think rationally has long since gone by the wayside. I think this is our first pod that we are recording since actually joining the pod network that's right we're on the pod network we released a little announcement speaking of big life changes folks we're just hitting you all at once hit me with your best shot fire away yeah what do you got babe you just create create more work for me great all right i'm on it i'm on it i'm sure that was amazing well done editing zach you're welcome recording zach that was all uh yeah we're we joined the mc the m the mn the MNCN. The MN... Minson. The, the Movie Night Crew Network. MNCN. Minson. Min- Minson. <laughs> We've joined Minson. We, it turns out our IQ was high enough. We're, we're official Minson members now. Uh, oh, it, it was an IQ test? I definitely didn't get that. Yeah, so uh, you've heard the announcement by now, so I'm just going to spare you all the details, but there are... Our pod family has grown, y'all. And so if you love my cabbages, you now not have one, not two, but five podcasts that you can now listen to for your audio pleasure. And they're all great fun. If you're a nerd, you're going to be a fan. Percy Jackson of The Eldest Gods. If you like uh, Wonderful, uh, where... What is it? Griffin, Griffin and, and Rachel. Griffin and Rachel just talk about all the sh- stuff they like. Uh, well, you're going to love Fandom's Gone Wrong because... Uh, Charlie and their mom talk all day long about their wonderful things, just fandoms that they love. Which turns out to be mostly Sailor Moon and Barbie, which I find admirable. I finally found someone who mutually loves the Barbie movies and all the Tinkerbell movies. Thank you. I feel validated. I love you, Charlie. Uh, We've made friends, folks. So that's the TLDR. Uh, we are, you asked for more pod, we're bringing you more pod, you wanted more content, you're getting more content, and along with that comes an amazing fan crew, um, and I think there's gonna be a lot more in store for us in our future, so welcome, and thank you for being on the ride with us this far. We, that's enough rambling from us. Mm-hmm. Uh, it turns out we didn't have to record the intro after, we just recorded it beforehand. <laughs> Don't mock my process. <laughs> this Tommy a- Wiseau. I'll Tommy Wiseau your ass. <laughs> this is this is Avatar The Last Airbender. Book two, Earth, chapter eight, The Chase. So uh, we start and the gang is setting up camp. 
or they're they're landing on Appa, and he has this pile of fur around him. And boy, do we have some experience there. Just the week, so people by now pro- probably know that we've stayed or move out over the course of several weeks, basically the entire month of May. Correct. And uh, when we were here uh, the week prior, uh, because we went to um, get my second vaccine dose, that's right, folks, as of today of recording this pod, or sorry, tomorrow, tomorrow I will be two weeks post-vax, so I will be fully vaccinated. Amazing. Um, Feels so good. But... When we were here last time, I gave Puck a bath, and the amount of hair that came off of him was insane. It You could have literally made a miniature dog out of the amount of hair. And then when you, he came inside after drying off, he was still shedding so much hair. Uh, I don't know where it comes from. I'm, I'm pretty sure that... By the time we were done sweeping the whole house, uh, we could have made three or four new pucks out of all the hair that we that we had scooped up. It, it was probably an oppa. Honestly, it was a flying bison-sized amount of hair. It was incredible. So it's very clear that oppa is shedding. They're and... losing his winter <clears throat> coat, maybe. Yeah, and our boy's shedding too, and so we get it. We need and... another spa day. But no, instead, we get, uh, they're setting up, well, we get first some... Yeah, we get some goofy antics. And Katara's like, ugh, it sucks being around, like, these two... These crass dudes. Yeah, making fart and dick jokes all the time. <laughs> like, I just want another girl to hang out with. Because by this point, both Aang and Sokka have made some type of wig or mustache out of... Appa's hair. They're it, using Appa's shed fur as like wigs. Yeah, yeah. Sokka makes himself look like Marge Simpson. Um, <laughs> either Marge Simpson or Marie Antoinette. Or, or even or, better, Marge Simpson as Marie Antoinette. Or Doug Dimidum, owner of the Z- Dimstel Dimidum. And Sokka or um, Aang just recreated the same mustache he had when in episode five when Tiger, <laughs> the Tiger King of Amashu, when he was. Uh, Mr. Pip and Paddle Opsicopolis. And Mr. Paddle, Paddle Womp, Paddle Wampus. Mr. Paddle Wampus. There you go. A mispronunciation I think I, I, for I, I old do think it's, I do think it's Pip and Paddle Opsicopolis. I, I think you got it right the first time. I think you just fudged it just then. But I think you totally nailed it on the first try. Pip and Paddle Opsicopolis. Pip and Paddle Opsicopolis. Pippin Patapocopsilis. Nope, it's Pippin Patalopsicopolis. There you but go. But you said it right the first time. Oh man, this is old. This is like classic, classic cabbages pod. Remember, remember back in the day when we messed up this word a bunch for the for the pod. It was funny then. It's probably less funny now. Uh, back then we were trying to be funny. Now <laughs> we have aged ten years <laughs> yeah. in the past year. That was the COVID. The year of COVID, and we are now people. trying just to remember it for from memory recall. Yeah. Uh, versus five minutes before when we just lost the episode and still didn't know and had to look <laughs> it up online. Anywho, they are yeah doing their crazy fashion show jokes, and then as soon as Katara's like, finally, another chick 
Toph pops up. <laughs> she's got she's got big hairy pits. Excuse me, does anyone have a razor? Because I got some hairy pits. She's like, look at look at all my look at all the hair in my pits. I just hit puberty. <laughs> Which honestly now is not like that crazy. Now I think a lot of girls have chosen to stop just shaving their legs slash pits. Like, I mean, every time they shower, it, it was it. It's clearly the the most crass of the three jokes, which I love because just tough is just great. I don't really think it. I don't think it matters like that. She's a girl. I think that if Ang had shown up with a bunch of hair with hairy pits, we would have giggled too. Yeah, I think the most crass. Well, this is book two hair after all. That's right, book two hair. The theme it keeps coming back, people. <laughs> And and Katara is quickly going to eat her words. Yeah, that there is another girl because first we get the joke with Toph, and then they're off doing their thing. They're all unloading. They're setting up camp, and Toph, meanwhile, just like Jet with his little pin straw piece of straw. She does have Jet energy in this moment, doesn't she? Oh, Toph has major Jet energy in this. She's just sitting there, leaning back, and it's like, oh, I don't. Yeah, you guys are working hard. And Katara's like, well, you know, you you. you help us maybe Toph's like i'm good fam i am straight up you don't gotta do nothing for me i won't do nothing for y'all it's cool and she she is kind of being a little bit of a bitch about it i mean uh, it's basically like the person who cooks dinner and all the time every time person the other person sitting on the couch whether it's the bad roommate or like the temporary guest whoever it is that's just sitting there and they're like, oh, well, I mean, I I took up my plate. Yeah, y- yeah. are you going to also help clean dinner? Well, I mean, you wanted to cook dinner, so I just figured you'd, you'd, you can clean clean up, too. I only, like, I took care of what I ate. It's okay. Like, oh, I, it's, it's worse than that. It's <laughs> like, oh, but I'm I'm just so bad at it, babe. You'd be better. You're You're better at cleaning up after dinner. So I just think that. You know, you are just, you're better at it than I am. I would, I would definitely mess something up. All right. Okay, cool. I'm, 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 I'll be playing Fortnite on my fucking Xbox. Toph is being, uh, a a little, a little passive aggressive. She sets up her tent as a way to be like, hey, yeah, I'm all set up. And And her, her tent is two slabs of stone. She just bends out of the ground. She's got big, uh, she's got big Patrick energy. Um, which leads me to my question that I wanted to save for recording while we were watching. Is Patrick Starr an earthbender? Wait, go with me on this. He is a wussy baby uh, weenie hut junior shrimpy muscle person, right? We know this. Him and SpongeBob, they're both very weak. You're t- totally selling the earthbender. But listen, babe. every single morning, he just swings that fucking rock. Right the fuck open. That thing must weigh two, three tons. It's not just a boulder. It's a rock. Is he an earthbender? I I ask you. I mean, someone had to, like, dig the sand out of the ground. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Makes sense. But there also (laughs) are a lot of other. Patrick Starr, earthbender. Yeah. I mean, I guess all of them are also waterbenders. (laughs) But, yeah, that scans. I you that scans. Maybe it, Patrick it, is the is avatar. Me. Oh my God. <laughs> Patrick Star, the Avastar. The Avastar. So, 
it turns out that even though Toph is being kind of slovenly and not contributing to team, she does contribute to team because she saves them all from being mercilessly imprisoned. Uh, when she wakes up in the middle of the night to the slightest vibrations on the ground. There's something coming toward us! So she can tell everyone that there's people coming, which, honestly, I think, hot take, is a skill valuable enough to get out of putting up, putting up with setting up. She certainly helped break down camp. She, she got shit together. She got onto Appa. Like, she saved all their lives several like, times. Like, we gotta over. go. She's like, we gotta we move. Gotta, we gotta go, fam. Yeah. We going down. <laughs> so they take off and they see in the distance this big, like, machine. Like, there's almost like kind of train on wheels type it thing. It looks, it's definitely a steampunk looking. Yeah, very steampunk. Like, like snow piercer train. Does kind of have snow piercer energy. But it's going just off-roading you know it's it's just thrown on the four-wheel drive and is it's off-roading time y'all um it's coming after the gang and we have zero contact it's obviously some type of fire nation industrial yeah hell on wheels they've been ramping up their war machine production now that the avatar has returned and they're uh clearly good bit ahead of everyone else because this thing is a beast so they they get to this i don't want to know how it's powered i mean it turns out it's just like flintstones like they just have a ton (laughs) of people it's where they're just like all these firebenders are just running (laughs) to keep this thing going the gang settles in their new campsite and uh they want toff's help again and toff's like man i ain't with putting up all your dead weight She's already where the the gang is about to be in the next camp. She's All like, of their eyes are super yeah drowsy. They've had it. They look a lot like us, <laughs> like last week. Right. So we're just gonna smash cut. They've done this twice or three times now. Yeah, it's twice. Oh, it's no, no. They've only changed locations this one time. Yeah. So, uh, but they do it. Yeah, they do it a total of three times. I think yeah, they do it a total of three times. Yeah, Sokka's pissed off because, like, he just went and got the U-Haul, just brought all his stuff to the new location. Toph, none of this shit is hers. She's helping them move for, like, pizza or whatever, but, like, none of this shit is hers. No, Toph is the friend that you're moving, and their stuff is still not in boxes, and they're just, (laughs) like, expecting you. They're like, what? Like, I'm, like... It's the opposite, like, I'm giving you beer and pizza, like, and I said I needed help moving, so, like, help me move. Yeah, do it for me. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. It scans, like, Toph has been, as mu- even though she's very self-sufficient or tries to rely on, she still kind of has this, the... Uh, she's a rich girl. The Yeah, the rich, spoiled, rich girl vibe. She's, yeah, she's, that's, that's her arc, I think, is getting over this whole rich girl mentality. So yeah, they they hear it again, and they have to jump in the uh, in Appa a second time, and they're all super like mad about it. Even Appa, like he can't <clears throat> just keep going because eventually, this is honestly drinking or driving is maybe better than drinking while or driving while tired. I legit had a friend who we were leaving prom and or prom after party because my. F- our parents had... They're both really bad. Disclaimer. Our, yeah. They're both really, really bad, and you should never do either. Our friend... Like, our parents had these prom after parties. Oh, She's, hi, Kat. Her, she, her, her, her gonna be all over the place. 
Cat. You can hear a kitty. There you go. There's the cat. She really likes the box. She's a box cat. A friend of mine coming home from a party after prom uh, literally fell asleep at the wheel, not because we were cool and drinking, but because we were just too tired. It was past our bedtime, and he literally crashed his car at the front of his neighborhood and, like, almost died from falling asleep at the wheel. Yeah, it's, so it's make sure, thing. folks, just listen to your body. If you're too tired, it's never worth it. Like, crash on a couch, uh, especially not worth it if you've been drinking. And Appa feels that way. Uh, now that they finally f- uh, end up at their final resting place, a uh, a mountain. Well, the the resting place we're at now. They they reach their third location, and at this point, like John Mulaney is rolling. He's like he doesn't know what to think because third location. He didn't even think about that. Your odds of coming back alive are slim to none. Uh, they're on the top of a mountain, and Appa comes like skidding in. He really, uh, he really doesn't stick this landing. He's very clearly done. So they finally settle down, and Sokka does a very relatable thing to me and to Alex. Uh, he's just like, yep. Forget about setting up camp. I'm finding the softest pile of dirt and going to sleep. They don't even get to fall asleep. They are just about to, and then Momo's going cray. And, That's right. Yeah, no, Momo's going cray. That's right, yeah, they don't even like, get no, to sleep. no, go to sleep. And then Toph is... Like, she hears, or I guess senses, this thing coming after them again, so. it's right there coming up the mountain. She'll be coming around the mountain when she comes. She'll be it coming. turns out that, that that song, the whole time, it was just about Azula. It's about Azula. She'll be driving three-striped lizards when she comes. Here you go. She'll be driving three-striped lizards when she comes. So they're, they're at the mountain, and the, the thing is coming up, and Aang is like, well, maybe they're friendly. Let's just let them get here and see what they have to say. And uh, Sokka's like, that is extremely, extremely naive. Uh, it's like thinking that the Avatar people were like, oh, look, they have giant statues of the Avatar. Oh, like, they, they must love me. They must love me. Before setting them on fire. Uh, so Literally, then- remember, that's someone's job. If you think you're having it rough out there, Cabbage Patch, think of that one person whose job it was to literally build the... <laughs> A three-story eff- effigy. Of the Avatar just to be set on fire at the end of the year. Yeah. So, Aang... Uh, they get there and they pop out, and of course, it is none other than the birds of prey themselves. Uh, Azula, May, and Tylee, and they're on these dope ass lizards. Which have we seen these before? I think we've seen some <clears throat> variation of these before, but it feels like honestly, there's... I'm starting to get like Appa and the gang, and I'm getting too tired to remember and yeah. or care. The, they're cool. Anyway, they run after him, and Aang and the gang are like, ah, oh, shit, we gotta get out of here. So they hop on Appa, and they peel out. Uh, they get out of, get the heck out of Dodge. Yeah, Toph makes this quip that's very good. She's like, eh, hey, we, we can take them. It's three on three. Sokka's like, there are actually four of us, Toph. And Toph's like, oh, oh I didn't you, count you. You cute little boy, you. I wasn't counting you. You fucking not. What do you, what do you think this is? Fucking cuts him down. Think, how dare you, Toph, shitting on Sokka and his boomerang. The super reliable, trusty, old, faithful boomerang. It does always come back. I can still fight! Okay, three on three plus Sokka. 
so Sokka is completely destroyed, uh, like absolutely <laughs> annihilated. Top ten anime betrayals of all time. And then they all hop onto Appa and they take off and they're all trying not to fall asleep. They're being a little paranoid about it. They're they're wigging out. Sokka's eyes are bulging. Are you sure? I've never not slept before. What if I fall asleep now and something happens? And something always happens! It's it's starting to weigh on all of them, and they all start plummeting all of a sudden. They just start falling very fast. And like, what the fuck? And then it turns out uh, that Appa has fallen asleep at the wheel. And that's bad, y'all, because Appa only flies when he wants to fly. And so they all start plummeting out of the sky. And then when they come to, when Appa finally comes to, he stops on a dime, which should realistically squish them all like pancakes, but it doesn't. Uh, they land. Uh, Sokka is about to go to sleep. And it's like, we're all just about to lay down and sleep and be fine. And it's just, we're going to go to bed and it's going to be good. But then Katara just, she's she's just got to fucking pick at the scab. She can't help it. It's right there. It's starting to peel. She just, oh, she has to. Rips off that bandaid. She's, she's like. Of course, we could have gotten some sleep earlier if Toph didn't have such issues. What the fuck? And Toph is not having it. They go at it. Uh, they're arguing. They're yelling. Toph is like, it's because of Appa. This fur. They're tracking the fur. Um, and Aang's like, how dare you blame Appa? And like, Toph's, like, Toph's making a lot of sense. And I, I don't think Toph was necessarily... Well, she was blaming Appa because she's agitated and angry. But I don't think in, in her heart of hearts she meant to blame Appa. She's just saying, like, this is probably how they're tracking us. And he, she's right. They're basically laying a trail of breadcrumbs. For the Fire Nation. Uh, but Aang is like, yeah, you, you fucking, you talk a tough game, but you're not, you're not all that. You're fucking, come on, you're not pulling your weight. You're being a, you're being a, a slouch. Get, get, get lost. And you know what? We wouldn't have any trouble, like, you're talking about, you know, carrying your own weight. Well, Opera, you know, who's really been carrying your weight this whole time? Opera. He is. Opera's carrying your weight. He never had a problem flying when it was just the three of us. And Toph is just like... Hope, we're not going to think that, like, Aang was, like, low-key fat-shaming we, we are, Toph right here? I, Aang is not body-shaming Toph in any capacity. Uh, uh, but Toph is still just like, alright, fuck y'all. She picks up her fucking sack and she heads off into the woods. I'm out of here. And I've been there before. Sometimes when I argue with people, I storm off. I, I do the good storm off once in a while. I hate to see you leave, but I love to see you walk away. Ooh. Mm. My baby has a cute butt, y'all. Just saying. Wow. <gasps> baby got back. So Wash. does Appa. Appa also has got back. <laughs> uh, so then... They, yeah, they let... Uh, Toph runs off and... they The gang finally comes together. They make a plan where Aang's gonna gather up hair and create a decoy. He's gonna fly around on his glider Meanwhile, Appa is going to carry off Sokka and Katara. Um, they have, like, a little spa day. Like, we finally get it. It's, like, the dirty, quick and dirty version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, rather than going to a fancy mountain spa, it's, like... It's the Thursday night in your ba- in your bathroom kind of spa. 
spot a but you get like you go to the dollar nice. store get a mask it's still uh, nice it is it's like puck when i gave him a bath of the garden hose instead of in our tub um so they they got the job done Appa's no more stanky and he's not as furry i mean he's still very furry but and he's not lose that first thing on his body and ang is gonna lead the lead the fur like lead a trail of fur away from the gang and then join up with them later i think is the plan we find that uh, we also see Zuko here. For a fleeting instant, we see Zuko riding. Zuko is following. I mean, he knows that Azula is tracking the Avatar and has more resources than he does. So he's just going to be like uh, the na- me driving my NASCAR and like not first, not second, but maybe like fourth place where I'm just riding that bump draft a little bit. Uh, do, and- are you a... Are you secretly a NASCAR driver? Oh, I grew up in the South, honey. I went to NASCAR like races all the time. I I, I know, but you said Sundays were church and the NASCAR race. <laughs> you said me and my NASCAR, as if you were like had firsthand experience driving a NASCAR. Oh well, I'm put myself into those shoes. I see. I have not like, like when my dad has actually gone and driven a car and did like the petty driving experience and i would still love to do that where you become like a race car driver for a day it's like when like the london like football fans are like hey we won on saturday we won are saturday oh uh, yeah. you won are are you which what what what, what, what position do you when play? i i also <laughs> am pretty sure i said me in my nascar so i used even nascar does not at all refer to any of the vehicles they're normal they're normal cars with sponsors and names so i just used the name of the sport to refer to the actual vehicle so i actually used the nomenclature completely wrong <laughs> Whatever. But me and me and my NASCAR. Thank thank you all. Taking a left turn. Anyway. They're taking another left turn. (laughs) Anyway, folks. Thanks for coming to our TED Talk about NASCAR. Yeah, so riding that bump draft, I think that's exactly what Sokka's or what Zuko is doing. And so he's seeing the trail of the hell on wheels in the mm. uh in the dirt and he's <clears throat> following that because he knows if he follows azula she will inevitably find the avatar so we this is what happens when you get all of daddy's support and money mm. we, daddy we... <laughs> money please ang takes off to do his thing and then um we cut to Toph, and she's walking in the woods yeah but can we can we talk about that for a second? Because Zuko, we know he's in exile. We know he's banished. So he doesn't have all of these items. But, like, fucking Azula has this off-roading, like, iron Subaru. Giant, like, like, ATV slash tank that she's driving. Like, you know that came out of her dad's military budget. So I'm just like... Holy shit. I mean, Zuko, he got nothing. I understand that. But seeing the drastic change or like the drastic comparison and resources or lack thereof between Zuko and Azula is quite stark. But I also think it's a very pointed thing because Azula is spending all of this money and we will... We will see what money buys you, if it's going to really pay off for her or if uh, 
Zuko's just gonna come in and like slide into them DMs the last minute. Like, <laughs> yo, thanks, fam. Taking my prize. Bye. Yo, Ang. You up? Toph walking in the woods. She finds uh she hears something behind her and she shoots uh sh- shoots her earthbending shit out and uh it's Iroh. He's like, ah, oh, my ass, it hurts. It hurts so bad. Of course he makes a butt joke. Yeah, he's, he's like, oh, my ass. We get a smash cut to the birds of prey. Azula and Tylee and May are trying to figure out, they found their third campsite. Mm-hmm. And there's clearly the, like clumps of hair, which Tylee is having. Yeah, she's I guess. having a brain fart. She didn't have enough, she didn't play enough Scrabble growing up. She's trying to rearrange her words on her board. She's like, I don't know what to make of these letters. And then Tylee, like, or May, like, organizes them into, like, the perfect, like, you know, 80, like, point word or some shit. It's like, got, it's just like, it's got an uh sound. And May's like, clumps. My lovely lady clumps. My clumps. My clumps. <laughs> That's... My lovely bison humps. Check it out. So, uh, Tylee, or Azula just kind of, like, looks at this path and looks up at the fucking forest trees and is just, like, she just basically takes apart their entire... She ricks it. She pulls a rick. It's like, uh, uh, yeah, the Avatar tried to take off with some of the some of the fur stuff. Uh, there's some broken trees over there. I think the bison went that way. So you guys go after the bison. I'll follow this fucking hair trail here. And we'll split up. Uh, sounds good. Uh, and she just she just dissects it instantaneously and knows exactly what, what is up. So Which is just uh, terrifying. How is she good at everything? She's so why, terrifying. I guess this is why Dad, like, they're, this, they learned this at the Firebending Academy. Because I can sure as hell not see time... Or sorry, um, Fire Lord Ozai teaching Azula how to track. <laughs> how also like her ride checks? She has ridden so many different animals so far. I just she's she's ableist and everything. God, I hate Azula. Yeah, she's. Uh, I love to hate Azula. Yeah. she's one. She's, she's a very effective villain. Oh, so they they're just like all right. So they're off. They're off to the races, friends, and, and then. We see Aang, who is uh, off with his trail. He's like Hansel and Gretel through the forest, except instead of trying to find his way home, he's trying to mislead Azula's crew. He's just just heading for the old dusty trail. Like, he didn't do any attempt to make this look natural. He just let the bag like leave open and it's just it just was a perfect literally like a perfect trail it looks like, it looks he like manicured a crept, it. a chemtrail up in the sky <laughs> yeah because you know chemtrails are real they're real folks ang's plan is a little bit half-baked because like they're not i mean i, I get that he's trying to save his friends but like oh what is it i think i just realized that Aang was planning on sacrificing himself. <laughs> he didn't tell them that, but I mean, he is leading them on. He thinks that they're going to follow the hare and he is their prize. So he's the one they want and he's leading them directly to him. Being selfless. Um, but he's like, I can just go into some avatar state shit and... It's a lot like Gone. 
It's fine. Oh, he's, yeah. This is I very... feel like we've mentioned that before. In the way that he's just, he's like, yeah, I'm just going to do whatever I think is best. And, uh, like, my friends are going to suffer and how much they worry about me. Well, it sometimes pays off for go and sometimes it doesn't. But I, it pays off here for Aang. We'll see. But Azula shows up and immediately she's like, what? You don't, like, at first Aang, he, he runs out of hair and ends up in this out of nowhere in the desert, you know, earth bender abandoned ghost town, which I mean, now I have to see Avatar like, the Last Airbender as a western. Yeah, it's this like shanty town. It kind of, it looks a lot like the it looks like the Is this is this canonically the town that Zuko walked through? I think it might be. In, in Zuko alone, I think it might be the town that Zuko ends up. No, it's different because like this ha- town is completely destroyed. Like there is right. Zero they have a big. They have a big fight at the end of the episode, though. Oh uh, well, maybe. I wonder. Um, pr- maybe not. We'll we'll see. Tweeted us at CabbageCast. Let us know if if, if it is fan the same theory. Town. What's your fan theory? Yeah, yeah. What's your canon? What's your head canon? Because um, that would definitely be this something that Bright would do. They would write, or yeah. Aaron Ehas, whoever wrote this episode, uh, you would see that they wrote this co- type of continuity into the show. Yeah. So then the it cuts to the main gang, and they're getting chased by the... the... Well, before that, Azula shows up to this ghost town. It's oh, she's right. For some reason, like, only five minutes behind Aang, it seems. She's like, immediately, oh, what? You don't, don't notice the family resemblance? And I would be like, no. And, and like, Zuko has almost no hair and has a giant scar on half of his face. Aang doesn't, like, crack up. And she is, like, affronted by it. She's literally like, what? You can laugh. It's okay. She's trying to be, like, she's trying to be menacing, but also trying to be a comedian. And I'm sorry, Azula, but it's not working. Uh, you are about to be the empress of the fucking Fire Nation, Stop worrying about your tight five at the comedy store, okay? Bay, bay when you don't, when they don't laugh at your joke. Like... <laughs> yeah, she's a little bit, she's a little bit miffed by it, and uh, Ang doesn't bat an eyelash. He's like, "Well, what now?" And she's like, "Well, I'll catch you if you run." And he's like, "I'm not gonna run." So here we go. We're about to stand off. When we cut to the gang being chased, and uh, it's pretty intense. They're they're getting run down by the by these two, and um. Ty Lee starts chi blocking like crazy. May starts shooting all kinds of crazy projectiles out of her sleeves like she's a badass because she is. And mm-hmm. then Ty Lee tries to tries to incapacitate Sokka, and he is basically the Black Knight from Monty Python. Yeah, like she immediately uses her Ty block or chi blocking to make his arms just go completely limp. It doesn't even. It's not. Turns out it's not just a. The inability to, to bend in energy. It's like just straight up turns Sokka into lip noodles because his it, legs and then his or his arms and then his legs give out. And he just keeps trying to like impale or like to flail at Tylee with whatever. Right. I'll do you for that. You what? Come here. What are you going to do? Bleed on me? But it's like appendage. He still has. It's like Lockhart on the on the Quidditch court. Like 
it literally like it seems like Tylee's ability is to remove Sokka's bones because his legs and arms flop around like literal limp noodles. It's like, what are you gonna do? Bleed on me? Uh, and Sokka's like, it's just a flesh wound. And so she tries to like chi block directly onto his like his third eye, like right in his forehead. And he's like, nah, fam. Nice try though. Sokka's a bonehead, y'all. He's got a thick skull. I'm invincible. You're a loony. Uh, to his, to his benefit, no doubt. Um, but hey, his, first of all, I have questions, like, when he threw that boomerang at one of the lizard, I think it just, like, phased through, because he definitely, his aim was definitely on point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they make it across the river, and, uh, we get some oppa love, because Sokka's like, what would we do without you? And he gets a huge lick from oppa, and then we see, uh, uh, cuts his Hylian Bay washed up on the opposite shore of the river, all um, literally like soaking, soaking wet and complaining. And Tylee has the audacity to be like, you know what? I think he is kind of cute. <laughs> and Suki, meanwhile, just death glares from. Oh. So we're we're finally at the scene that we wanted to watch this episode for. Is uh, the reason I talked Alex out of skipping entirely, and it turns out it's actually a bigger episode than we thought. Yeah, I think I was falling asleep when I was watching this episode. Yeah, definitely. And, th- and to be fair, the first, I would say the first fifteen, sixteen minutes of it are mostly just like interpersonal squabbles and character dynamics, which is fine, but feels very fillery until the end. This could have been a five-minute like short film. <laughs> So we get this great scene with Iroh and Toph, and Iroh pours her tea. It's time for tea corner, y'all. It's the most delightful tea corner. It's Iroh and Toph tea corner. It's, um... I wish I had a special tea to be drinking right now, but instead I just have a turvis with ginger ale, because I'm a basic bitch, and that's okay. Uh, mine's animation and rigging. Also, my... That's my specialty. Haha. <laughs> All of my teas are in boxes still. They're it's like Russian nesting dolls. I have boxes and boxes inside of boxes. Mm-hmm. Um so Toph is like, you didn't even let me pour my tea. And this is the first moment where like Iro is very making it very clear to her that he is not being condescending or belittling. Trying he, to chide her. He's just trying to be a good host. And he makes that clear to her. He's like, I poured your tea because I wanted to. And for no other reason. And she, you know, uh, she kind of accepts this and she sips her tea. And Plus, there's like an art to pouring tea. And it's very traditional. It's like to pouring a bottle of wine. And it's very traditional for the host to pour tea for the guests. Um, and so Iroh, he's basically like, yeah, my, uh, I'm, I'm on this quest to like keep track of my nephew. And she's like, is he lost? Yes, a little bit. Which I just love. That's such a great line. Ugh, this scene is so lovely. Uh, what what essentially happens is Toph conveys her problem that she's not getting along with the gang. They're arguing. They're bickering. They're not. They're not getting. They're not jiving. And uh, she says, "You know, people always pity me. They want to take care of me, but I can take care of myself." And Iroh has been around the block enough times. He knows this girl is strong. Yeah. He doesn't need to be told by anybody. Strong in spirit. Yeah, and strong in. Like, ass kickery, too. Um, he says, like, listen. There is nothing wrong with letting people who love you help you. Not that I love you. 
I just met you. <laughs> and that makes her giggle. And then kind of the tension is broken a little bit. She she officially likes this guy, which is not come easy for Toph. And she, at the end of it, she was like, you know what? Your nephew, no matter what y'all have been through, he's lucky to have you, even mm-hmm. if he doesn't know it yet. Because, yeah, he's, I was like, I'm just going to follow him wherever. And if he needs me, I'll be there. And she's like, that's really great. And she realizes that she needs them as much as they need her. And she does need to start pulling her weight. And Katara wasn't just being, like, inane drivel. She was actually making a point. Look at you, Toph. Like, she gets up. She's like, thanks, old man. Uh, it's something I kind of needed to hear. Um, and then... Yeah, yeah, usually it's Iroh dropping knowledge bombs, but... They, they learned something from both from each other this day. They, I guess they did. I mean, it was still Iroh dropping the ultimate knowledge bomb. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, they definitely learned from each other. And Toph takes off, and then we cut to the OK Corral. It's a showdown. She's like, Do you really want to fight me? Yes. I really do. Zuko. This looks like, Ah, oh, shit, son. A new challenger has appeared. It's fucking Super Smash Bros. This shit out. And this is the first time that we actually see. So we get some crazy scenes where see like Aang is trying to like parkour up these buildings because doesn't have his glider, so he has to get creative with uh, his ducking and dodging, and uh, he's very quickly overpowered. By Azula. Mm-hmm. Azula, well, Zuko is, Zuko goes to fight Azula and Aang tries to duck out immediately. And Azula brings this giant fucking like huge whip of flame down on him. And he just barely escapes it with his, with his, with his life. And then like literally the whole gang just then crashes the party. Yeah, they show up one by one. It's kind of, it's kind of badass. This is the first time, like, they're actually, like, battling each other hardcore. Yeah, it's their first face-off. It's definitely their first face-off on the show. And then the gang shows up, and we get, actually, Iroh, Toph, Katara, and Sokka all coming into the rescue. And by the time that they all come down on Azula, like, they have her cornered. And, and Iroh shows up, too. Did you say that? Mm-hmm. All right, you said that. They have her cornered, and I think Uncle Iroh is trying to, like, reason with her a little bit. He's trying to do what he always does, and he the, the I can see why Time Lord Iroh made this connection. The Doctor does the exact same thing. He tries to de-escalate, and God damn it, he really does try, but... Well, I mean, he's seen war. He's seen people... Yeah. He's already lost his son, mm-hmm. losing something... The closest thing... To, he never had a daughter, so Azula is the closest thing he has to that, his niece. And same with nep- his nephew Zuko. Like, yep. they're not... They're more than his niece and nephew. They're his kids, basically. Yeah. Um, so, uh, no one likes to see their kids fighting. Yeah. So, he's like, come on, kids. Kiss and make up. It's fine. And... Uh, Azula nails him. Yeah. Literally, tr- like, arrows through the heart. <laughs> And I have to imagine that when people were watching this show, Shout through the heart and you're to blame. Azula gives love a bad name. Bad name. I, I have to imagine that when kids were watching this week to week, I mean, I don't remember my reaction all those years ago, but I have to imagine that I thought there was probably a pretty good chance that Iroh was dead. 
like Ira was gonna die. This I is, mean, this looks like a serious hit. The kind this is like Anna, like when she gets struck by. Oh uh, yeah, Anna gets struck by Elsa's like. Or Magic. dagger, her ice dagger, yeah. and they have to take her to the trolls to bring her back to life. There, there's no magical trolls here. So um, just, Az- the, just the real troll. Azula, Azula, Azula hits Iroh. Iroh goes down. Zuko yells. Ah! They all just all at once, all their beams like cross in the middle, and then um. Azula turns into Captain Planet. She pops up. She's like, "Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm gonna go and 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 get rid of those oil fields because they're doing bad things to the ducks." And she starts doing a um, an environmental message. Which one of them is Heart? You it's think it's Sokka? Gonna, it's not. Well, Sokka's Heart because he doesn't have a thing. Yeah. But like, we're already gonna have more elements and people. So. That, I mean, I'm not like trying to break them up or anything. Oh, do a one to one. I was just trying to find who a heart was because heart's always the, Definitely the joke. Sokka. Yeah. yeah. So Sokka shoots his heart out. Yeah. And um, uh, then they all get away. Azula disappears. She's just like a, like a magician. She's just gone. And uh, um, they try to help Azula. Um, Katara goes over and offers the olive branch and Zuko is not having it. He's just like, leave. Leave right now. Zuko, I can help! And so they take off and um, they finally reach a camp and they finally, finally... Get some rest. Get to go to sleep. And it's great. Oh, this is how I feel like in college every time you're just about to fall asleep and the fucking fire alarm would go off. And, like, the Arias are coming around, Ugh. and they check every room, and they make you, you have to leave. Yeah. And you leave. And then you go. And then you're back, and you're like, what stupid bitch left their ramen, like, on the stove? <laughs> uh, and then you went back in, and then, like, I swear to God, there was at least one night in college where we had to evacuate, like, three times. It was, it was a nightmare. And... I'm pretty sure I had, like, a final the next day. Like, it was just a... It was a bad life situation. And I'm glad it's over. Hey, babe. What's that, babe? I think, uh... I think it might be time for maybe some experience points? I think you're right. Uncle, do you realize what this means? I won't get to finish my game. Shouldn't there be a board or some pieces or something to jangle? I won Dungeons and Dragons, and it was advanced. Evil? Or maybe chaotic neutral. The Demogorgon! We're a deep shit. You can shot my arrow. Ow! Well, there'd be penalties to her experience if she acted out of alignment. So who would you say is your high-low this week? Let's see. My crit success... Um, well, I'll start with my crit fail because I know what it is. It's um, Appa with his fly check. He rolls the fly check, nat one, plummets. It's perfect. Well, he was really tired. Oh, I know. He like he probably had a he probably had a deficit too. It was probably like roll two dice and take the lower. And he rolled a sixteen or whatever on the first one. Then he rolled a nat one. It was like boom, disadvantage because you're exhausted. No, a, a, a nat one isn't necessarily a judgment of character. It's just a, a very unfortunate effect. So normally, I would give like Azula like a fail for like for all the tracking and how careful and detail oriented she is. She does nothing to cover their tracks. 
But then I, the more I think of it, I'm like, she probably fully well knows full well that they're leaving a mark and or a trail that's easy to follow. But I just don't think she cares. Yeah, she doesn't care. <laughs> She's like, so what if people find us? We'll say it'll them too. Which is exactly what she did in this episode. And like, she went straight for it. She shows that she doesn't care. She will kill her own fucking uncle if it means she can get away with. Uh... So who's who's your crit fail then? Well, I mean, that's still what it is going to be. Oh, it's going to be. Azul. Yeah. Um, for leaving that giant trail. Yeah, there. like, that's what it would be. But then, like, when you think about it, it's like, oh, she's probably really smart. If I had to give a different crit fail, um, I don't know. I'm just, like, the... I have, a, I have another really good one. I have to give an honorable mention right Please now. Please do. To, uh, to Zuko for when they... they uh, Aang gives them the slip. He, he runs into a second-story door and then hovers in midair and Azula runs into the door and almost falls to the ground and like catches herself. And then she slides to the to the side and Zuko just slide full on to the right. Zuko just full on slide to the left. Make it please. This is uh, Zuko just full on plummets. Freeze! A- Everybody clap <laughs> your hands. Oh my god. Everybody that. Oh my yeah. god. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clap your hands. You know they all bra- busted into the cha-cha slide. God, why? No, it, like, my personal hell is like, hey, when is the end of the cha-cha slide? It doesn't end. Just keep going. Just cha-cha slide all day, every day. I love the cha-cha slide. Uh, um, so that Sokka, or uh, Zuko just taking a face plant is my honorable mention. Great. Uh, well, my honorable... Uh, is not honorable. It's just straight up very impressive. Uh, my crit success goes to Azula for her, like, not 20 investigate or perception, whatever check she rolled uh, to see that those, she was able to deduce literally in, like, 10 seconds exactly what happened here. Like... Oh, her- Ty Lee and May That's are all having a conversation like words. I can't think of words. It <laughs> rhymes with umps or has Again. um in it. And then was just like, yeah, congratulations. You can read, but I just read this trail and there's two of them. The avatar went this way. The other went this way on the bison. She's like, like just- Dexter. She's just like, yeah, no, he took off in the I trees. I think she just like, I can just see them all at the, the girl's like all girl fire academy and just Ty Lee trying to she gets distracted by a butterfly in chemistry lab and meanwhile like Azula is having to keep like the entire thing from from blowing up. <laughs> yeah. So my crit success. Uh I'm gonna give it to Iro. Give him his diplomacy check. His Nat 20 diplomacy check. He really Gets through to Toph very quickly. Uh, he's very he had effective. definitely a plus two to every roll because uh, of his wonderful tea. Because of his tea. Oh, yeah. He nailed his tea, which gave him even more bonuses. Like, he's he's bonus on bonus on bonus, basically, is what we're saying. So, yeah, that's going to do it, folks. That's the episode. Um, Sorry if we were a little rushed, but we're tired we and- have more boxes to unpack. I like all of the... Uh, gang at the end of this episode are very excited that sleep is about to happen but I love or we love every single one of you thank you again for all the support and we've got um 
we got some pretty exciting things coming up for this summer. So, uh, and I promise y'all that after this point, we're back on a regular schedule. We're going to make it happen. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Our music is by Jay Curtis. Check him out on, uh, stuff. I'll link him. And And you can find us on Twitter at CabbageCast and through Gmail, um, at mycabbagecast at gmail.com. And, uh, check out the Movie Night crew, all of our other great shows, which you'll see, you'll hear trailers for at the end of this one. So stick around. There's probably a trailer or two at the front. I don't know. I haven't edited it yet, but... We're it's gonna, gonna have, be it's gonna be a pod sandwich. We're gonna we're gonna have some trailers for y'all here and here and here and just enjoy them. All right, we are going. You get a trailer. You get a trailer. Yeah. everybody gets a trailer. That's how you know you've made it in the acting world is if you have your own trailer. Anyway, we love you all. Goodbye Peace and, and love. see you later. Bye. Listen, we didn't want to be half-bloods. If you're listening to this because you think you might be one, our advice? Stop listening to this podcast right now. Percy Jackson had the right idea when he told people to stop reading the books detailing his adventures as a half-blood. But we didn't listen to his warnings. And that's why we started this podcast, Of the Eldest Gods, where we read books written by Rick Riordan and talk about how they affected us as kids and continue to as semi-adults. You can find us every Thursday wherever you get your podcasts. Do you think we fooled them for a second there? God, I hope not. Bring on the monsters! We're making a podcast! (laughs) Harry Pitts!